Welcome to In the Mood for Podcast, a podcast where we talk about all things romance books. My name is Bonnie from Bon Reviews Books on Instagram and TikTok, and with me is Mary from The Vibrarian. What's up? And Shawnee from Shawnee Reads. Hello. And uh, we're going to talk about Nikki Sloan for the entire episode. (laughs) (laughs) After we talk about what we're in the mood for, which is basically all Nikki Sloan. Yeah, um, we were we were trying to like talk about or like we were trying to figure out what what we we're going to talk about this week, and I'm like, it's going to be Nikki Sloan. Like, it's all the best I've been reading for the past like two weeks. Yeah, and I'm sitting here like I read all of the books that you have read, you have been reading in the past week, like two years ago. So I'm going to be like, yeah, I remember that. I think <laughs> it's sort of maybe. It's fine. It's fine. It's going to be good. So, what are you in the mood for, Bonnie? I mean, yeah, either way. Yeah, do you want to go for a Shawnee or should I? I can go. I meant to say Shawnee. Um, okay, so I <laughs> look. I really wanted. I really wanted to like Bride by Ali Hazelwood. It was going real well. It was going real well for twenty percent. I know. I felt like you were hyped on it at first. <laughs> yeah, tell us what happened. <laughs> I was because the writing was so much better than it, her the other books of hers that I've read. And granted, I have not read all of her books, but. I was vibing. It was going well. I was really enjoying the humor Mm -hmm. because it is legitimate. Like the banter is legitimately good, which is why I was texting you guys being like, was there a ghostwriter? Like, did she get a whole new team? What's going on? Um, But it (laughs) genuinely, I was like, it's going well. And then nothing happens for 60% of the book. And then the book starts happening at like 65%. And then the actual plot moving forward is the last third of the book. And I was just like, I don't, what is going on? And my issue with it is that it is a quote, it's, it's a paranormal romance, right? Yes. It is a really lovely book without the romance. Like you liked the plot outside of the romance? Well, the, the thing is that, like, the romance has nothing to do with the plot. Yeah, that's true. The plot is that the FMC's best friend has gone missing, and she's trying to find where the best said best friend has gone. Yeah. And that then there is the side plot of the romance, which is the forced marriage, or, like, the arranged marriage between the FMC and the MMC. And mm-hmm. I have said this about other books as well, where I find it really challenging to feel fulfilled about a single POV first person book, a romance, because the, and it's always like the FMZ is like a narrator or whatever. And then you end up with this like male main character who his entire personality is just like this misunderstanding from the FMC's perspective. And that is exactly what happens in this book. And like, he doesn't get any personality except like the misunderstood or like the act- the miscommunication personality from the FMC's perspective. And that is what happens in this book. But if you t- genuinely like Bonnie, like I know that you liked it, but like if you- No, I really enjoyed reading it, but I, I totally understand your critiques of it. Yeah. And it's definitely made me be like, you know, a little more critical of it. And also like, that's how Emily Henry's books work. Yeah. And I really like her books, but I'm also like really frustrated that we don't have the male POV 
Because even in funny story, I feel that's why I'm like, I'm really wondering what you're going to think about it. But wait, isn't but, but she does dual POV, but it's third person, mm. right? No, no, it's maybe I've just like blocked it. Yeah, no, Emily Henry doesn't do dual POV. That's Tessa Bailey. Yeah, Tessa Bailey does that for sure. Mm-hmm. I've like totally blocked that from my mind. But nonetheless, it's I feel like it's a it's a decent attempt if you will um and i like i said like the writing is really fun but the pacing and the focus of the plot really fell off for me but uh i did finish that and now i i've just i've gotten to like 70 percent of multiple books and i've just been like putting together scraps um basically but I did also read Friend of the Pod, Teresa, Sovereign by Rhea, Raya Morris Edwards. And it is a dark cowboy situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was really wondering what you thought of this book. I liked it. It was a very quick read. Um, it, does, it doesn't have a ton of plot, if you will. It's quite spicy. But I was just like in the mood for something a little bit different because uh, usually like cowboy things always end up being like cutesy small town um and this one is sort of a darker it's like not to the pam godwin level dark but there's dark elements to it for sure and it is in the i would say like i feel like a lot of people would think that it's dark based on mm-hmm the kinks in the book because it's like pretty heavy on degradation and humiliation okay from a BDSM perspective I enjoyed it it was a quick read it was like a nice um I wouldn't call it like groundbreaking in any sense but it's the it's the book that I've like read the quickest in the past couple weeks and um I enjoyed it Mm. I would recommend it if you like Knotted but you don't want anything quite so dark like there's no there's no like trauma to the extent of knotted. Like you're not gonna cry in chapter two. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I downloaded it because uh like I just downloaded it because I kept meaning to and then forgetting. So I just did it. Yeah, I liked it. It it was a it was a it was a an enjoyable read for sure. Uh and now because my Spotify audiobook listening hours have re-upped as of yesterday so i'm finishing up with the little scraps that i have uh with these books meaning i dnf'd one of the books today that i had like 30 percent left because of this stupid pregnant woman describing her unborn baby boy as like as she was like i really hope that he looks exactly like you my baby daddy and i was like goodbye i can't do this <laughs> what book is this one night by lena Hendricks, and i really enjoyed I really enjoyed the other ones in that series, but it was literally just like that little bit. And I was just like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Okay. Okay. You sent me a screenshot of it. It said, I hope he is just like you. Yeah. But it was like right after she like described his appearance only. Okay. And I was just like, I can't do this. Um, I, I mean, it was just like a momentary ick, but I was also like, I'm not really invested in this book, so goodbye. But my audiobook hours have been re-upped, and I can feel my desire to go back to Magnolia Parks. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I was uh, the the way that you were saying this, I was like, I know. <laughs> oh so I so have excited. um. So I'm gonna 
I'm like 20% into the into book three I, as I was reading it just on my paperback. So, but now I'm going to go back to the audiobook because I do, those audiobooks are enjoyable. Um, and then I already have The Great Undoing as an audible because I used a credit for it. So it's like ready to go. Nice. So. Oh my God. It's so good. I'm really excited to talk about it with you because I just want to talk about it with everybody. Yeah. And I, I like left my, I left myself on a cliffhanger for book three. And like, if you know, you know. Right. The tree. Yeah. So when does, is it book five that's coming out soon? Yeah. Yeah. When does it come out? I think February 13th. Okay, because I'm thinking I'll do Magnolia Parks in February. I have the first two books on my Kindle. Okay, yeah, they're long, so, um, but they are, I was, like, hooked. They're eminent, they're eminently readable, for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, for it's sure. difficult to put them aside once you start. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, okay, when does the fifth book come out? If I time it around there, then maybe I'll just kind of like coast into reading the whole thing. I think like you, if you if you start like at the beginning of February, you'll you'll be like right about there. Yeah. Unless you have okay. like a fucking mental breakdown because the characters are so infuriating, like I did. <laughs> <laughs> the well, so I saw somebody posting that they were like, oh, I put, I DNF'd book two the daisy hates book because i thought it was boring and i was like no uh, because that one has first of all there's three characters three povs that you get which is already inherently more interesting than <laughs> just having two people and then also they have like all of this external plot going on because they're like criminals so it's kind of like it's not a dark romance but it, it does have that sort of like aspect yeah. of like there's other stuff going on outside of them as individuals and their relationships with each other so to me it's like just objectively they do more than go to lunch and shopping exactly right so. and so i'm like how is that more i'm like you could not like it like i totally support everybody's right to not like things but i'm like saying that daisy hates is boring is objectively incorrect like, if, especially if you think that yeah. Magnolia Park is not boring. Like, if you think Magnolia Parks is boring, chances are that you will find Daisy Hates to be more interesting, but you could also think it was boring. But if you think Magnolia Parks is interesting, Daisy Hates is also interesting. And it's, in my opinion, more interesting. Like, it, there's way more going yeah. on. <laughs> I feel like if you say that Magnolia Parks is more interesting than Daisy Hates, you need to unpack some stuff yeah. that is not going to happen. In a book chat. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. And like, that is like, I'm not, I'm not being like, trying to be like judgmental or anything, but I'm like, it's. Yeah. But there's so much more with Daisy. Yeah. That's there's all. a lot more. Ugh, but they're yeah. so good. But, Amazing. I'm so excited. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's where I'm at. Like a mess as always. Bon Bon, where are you at? Okay. So obviously I finished the filthy rich americans which we're gonna talk about so i won't talk about it now um obsessed with the series obviously recommend it and then i finished thoroughly pucked by lauren blakely which if you're into audiobooks she has the best actors for her audiobooks and it was so good (laughs) um and it was definitely my favorite in the series um and then i finished wild love by elsie silver so that i could do casual flex well so i could do the artwork which i did finish (laughs) and she loves it and it made me almost cry um that was amazing i was like she was like so ecstatic and i was like oh my god 
This is the best reaction. So um, that was exciting. And then I read Swift and Saddled. I gave it three stars. I liked the characters individually. Um, it's a little insta-lovey. What are the tropes otherwise? He hires her to like design the interior of his ranch that they're going to make into like basically uh, an inn or like a B&B type place. And so she comes in and it's like the old house that they okay. grew up in that's on their property. And like they meet at the local bar the night before, but they don't know who each other is. And they have like a hot makeout in the hallway. And then. Oh, so it's like a false start by Elsa Silver or like do your worst by Rosie. It's like Anna a do your worst. Or... I haven't read false start yet, so I'm not sure. But um... what? I know. I've only read the first book in Gold Rush Ranch, so just don't come Well, you started the series and didn't finish it. Got it, got it. Got oh, it. yeah, it's Moving crazy. On. I would never do something like that. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm re- I still am really excited for the brother's story with the friend Teddy, who, like, they clearly, like, don't like each other. I think that'll be really good. But this one just felt the pacing was really off. And the... I feel like he was saying things at 30% that were, like, really intense to her. Uh, Like, making comments that I felt like I was like, all right, I could see you saying this, like, later in the book. But, like, why are you saying this at, like, after just meeting each other? It just felt too intense, too fast. And I was like, you're being too, like, I'm in love with you. And it all happens really quickly over a short period of time. And I was like... It just felt a little rushed. And so I found myself just kind of like not caring that much about what happened. Mm-hmm. So I was really bummed. I wanted to like it a lot. So um, that's that's interesting because I felt um, with Done and Dusted, I mm-hmm. I was like, all right, we'll see what we'll see what this is. Um, and I read it and I really did enjoy like the the ADHD rep in Don and Dusted is actually really nice. It's really good. Um, and it like, to me, it sounded mm-hmm. sort of like maybe uh, like Lila Sage was like self inserting from that perspective or like she has like lived experience, but a lot of the stuff in Don and Dusted that really made it go viral set, felt like it was written to go viral. Mm-hmm. But the actual plot and the actual prose in that book is very elementary, I felt. Yeah, yeah. And I actually feel yeah. similarly about this book in, in terms, especially in terms of some of the spicy quotes. Like I posted one because I had read it that morning on TikTok and I was like, whoa, this was really hot. And then nothing really came of it. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, like... And I was, when I was re-listening to our episode from last week and, like, editing, it felt similar to when Mary was complaining about, like, when they hint at something that's going to happen maybe in the spicy scene. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't write it. And you're like, um, you said that this would happen. And now you're not delivering. Yeah. Kind of felt <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still waiting. So. I did... I requested that on NetGalley approximately seven years ago, and it's still pending. So we'll see. I wouldn't, I don't know. Should I withdraw my request? Yeah. I mean, 
I'm not going to say that. Um, <laughs> it's still like cute. And I did really like the characters. One thing I will say, similar to what you said, is that the she does really good, like, or at least I think she's really well-intentioned with representation in terms of mental health. And the brother in the book suffers from depression. And so he takes medication and that kind of comes into play, but it also felt like it was a little bit just kind of thrown in there. It doesn't really play out in any type of way in the story. There's really no purpose for it other than for him to just like say that he has it and that he takes medication for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was like, yeah, I mean, the representation, representation for that could have been much better, but like, I do, Hmm. I did appreciate like what she was trying to do and I would love to see more of that in books. So yeah. Yeah. So there was that. Um, So yeah, that was like, you know, okay. And then I read city of salvation and I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. Oh my God. You can just read those books so quickly. It's so much fun. Um, And I really, I was not expecting like, I think I was expecting it to be spicier and it wasn't. Yeah. But I wasn't mad about it. I nope. was like, okay, it was so good. Like their story was just very um it she was, paces it really well. Yeah. And it was way more like tensiony slash like pining. Yes. Like, yeah. True slow burn. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Friends uh, friends to lovers, and it's just it's really fun. Um, the way that her and Naomi and Summer write these like funny kind of dark romances that I'm like, wait, I can't believe I'm like laughing or giggling and kicking my feet during these. This is so cute. Well, um, and I feel like the friends to lovers was done so well, like, because I feel like it's hard to do friends to lovers where it's not like like it either needs to be like friends to enemies to lovers that where there's like Mm -hmm. some reason where like you know oh they were childhood friends and then had a falling out for whatever reason or were forced apart or something and then now they're back like coming back together and they have to overcome that or it's like oh one of them liked the other one and they just like like it's like a weird like friend zone like then he's like convincing her to like him or whatever you know just like weird kind of like too real life a little bit toxic like why didn't you guys figure this out before and I do believe that you can have a situation in which it's not toxic and I feel like I yeah I feel like you just don't see it that often in romance books I think in real life it's really lovely like when you see somebody where it's like oh yeah we were friends for years because we worked together or we uh you know had mutual friends or whatever and then like we you know at a certain point in our life like just things lined up and we fell in love like that's really great that's really rare and I think that you you know there's some like great movies about it and books about it too uh, but a lot of friends to lovers is like, oh, it's like super manufactured, like why they aren't together, like why they didn't fall in love already. And yes, this wasn't like is. that at all. It was just like, oh, our best friends are dating. Mm-hmm. We neither, we both have commitment problems. So we're just going to be friends because if we start sleeping together, we're probably going to have a falling out and it's going to make it difficult to be around each other. Like that's a totally yeah. reasonable re- like a totally 
that's very that's yeah, very realistic. like oh we shouldn't sleep together because we like don't want to make things complicated for our friends so we're just going to be friends and they're not that's the thing too is they're not like friends friends they're just like yeah each other's yeah adjacent they're, they're, their their best friends are dating like that's the type it's of friends true, like forced proximity like they are forced to be around each other and yes. they need to figure out how to deal with that and they're attracted to each other but they also both have reasons why they like wouldn't be in a relationship that are realistic in their story so I just loved it I thought it was so good I had so one minor minor complaint and this is so funny and it's I and it's almost like it was a, I would have probably forgotten about it if it didn't come back around at the end, which is um, Dex's, the, M- uh, the MMC's last name is Kelly. Okay. And which is brought up like one time, at like it's towards the beginning of the book. And then it's brought up at the end for a specific reason, which is why then I, re- I was like, oh, this was a thing that I noticed earlier that I thought was kind of weird and funny. Um that then I was like oh it's just like a weird editing thing and they're just never going to say his last name again and it won't be an issue and then they say his last name again at the end um his sister's name is Kelly oh so, so it's his Kelly sister's Kelly? name is Kelly Kelly <laughs> I knew you put that together <laughs> because it's almost in the same chapter where the he talks about his sister <laughs> and then there's like a little bit of a, a scene where He's referred to by his like military title. He's like Officer Kelly. And so they refer to him like in, and I was like, wait, his last name is Kelly. Oh. We just heard about his sister named Kelly. That's but. so funny. I can't believe I missed that. <laughs> and then I was like, whatever. That's probably, it's, you know, it's not a thing and it's just not going to come up again. But then it gets reinforced that his last name is for sure Kelly in the end. And I was like, <laughs> The, but that is like a shit that an editor should have been like, oh, yeah. or an alpha <laughs> or a beta, like that should have been caught. Um, yeah. And I, but the funny part is like, I also say this as being married to a person who goes by his first and last name, which he goes by his last name, but he uses his last oh. name as his first name and everyone who's met him in like the past 15 years just knows him by his last name. So anyway so it's like it can't happen right but having having a two first name name like where yeah. your last name is essentially a first name is not the same as having your first and last name yeah literally the same, the same. yes word yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. there is a couple that moved onto the street behind me yes yeah, so their names are both kieran and kieran no <laughs> oh, like they they're so they have the first first same first name and last name now that they're married <laughs> and they met on tinder and i was like you guys oh no but yeah anyway i finished city of salvation and now all i want to do is read mafia romance okay and dark romance like for a couple books so my plan is actually to start sinners anonymous <gasps> Because I never read that series and I've really, like, it's just been on my radar and I've wanted to read them. And I was, I think there's only three of them out right now, right? Yes. I'm oh. sorry. Yes. Oops. What? What do you mean you're sorry? I just, I can't believe it's taken you this long to get here. I'm so 
<laughs> I've been yelling about this for literally a year and a half. I know they're. I know they're really good, and I've heard. I've heard so many good reviews at this point, and I'm like, I know they're just on my radar. But yeah, so I want to read that. I want to read that whole series. Um, so I'm hoping I can like read those next, and then I also got another wreck from Romantically Inclined. You know her account? Yes. I know who you're talking about. Okay. No. Okay. So she gave me a bunch of mafia racks, but they're mostly MM. And she was Ooh, like, that's pretty much like okay. a lot of the ones that I have. She sent me like six racks that were all, I was like, okay, these are legit. And she always has really good recommendations that I'm like, I, they're not super like popular. I don't see them everywhere. And so I'm like, I have no idea. I don't know if a lot of my yeah. mutuals have read them. So I was like trying to look through mm. reads. Um, but I downloaded one called Take Me Apart and it sounds she that's the one she recommended. Like she was like, if you're gonna start with any of these, do this one. And I was like, okay. Who's it by? Skylar Snow and Bria Aleppo. And it's the Vitali Brothers book. Vitali Brothers book one, Take Me Apart. Yeah. That sounds good. I like and they're yeah. autism rep, apparently. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know. There's some good triggers in here. Uh, I feel like everyone knows Mila Finelli's Mafia, Kings of Italy, whatever series that's called. Mafia Mistress. Yeah, I haven't read those yet either. Um, I have, I read the first two, DNF the third one, loved the fourth one, and the fifth one was like a delightful romp. But the, I, I want to say it's the, I think it's called <laughs> Mafia Target. Yeah, it is an MM mafia and it is a delight it's much better than the other one and you can fu- you can fully read it as a standalone as well i'm in i mean yeah i i like really there's just and you know like i follow so many accounts i feel like that mostly just talk about dark romance and mafia and stuff and like i'm always seeing the recommendations and i'm like i really i just really have to be in the mood for them and then after reading the city of salvation i was like all right this like revived something in me <laughs> i need to like binge a couple of these now um please throw please throw righteous deceit on there yeah okay okay i'll read it i've recommended i've recommended to multiple people and then there's people who've been like hey i don't like it and i'm like you're wrong but but I feel like Bonnie, you would like it. It looks good. Wait, but it's book three. It's fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're totally fine. It doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I, you know, and maybe this year, maybe I will read Rena Ken. <laughs> <laughs> like that is my big goal is to at some point tackle the Rena universe. I know. That is the rest of your year. <laughs> Mary, what are you in the mood for? (laughs) Well, I did read Study of Salvation also, (laughs) but I think we talked about that. Um, But I am in the mood for Nikki Sloan. So you, I was waiting for you to start the temptation in your read because I kind of was stopping and starting with Filthy Rich Americans. And you were like, oh, I started it. I think it was like the night before we recorded last week and I was like, cool, I am getting on a plane tomorrow and I'm almost done with City of Salvation. So I will download the temptation so that when I finish City of Salvation and I'm still on the plane, I will go. Yes. Then I'll have the temptation ready to go. And holy shit, that book is good. Oh my God. So I read 
I read part of it like on the plane there that I read more of it that night. And then on the way on my flight back, I finished it and I literally mm-hmm. activated the like in-flight messaging Wi-Fi so that I could message Shawnee and Bonnie about my feelings about this book because it's so fucking good. Like, I, I mean, okay, we've talked about the like original trilogy uh, which is yes. Life and Marist. And then, of course, The Redemption is like, everybody loves that book. Everybody's like, that's why you have to read the series. Yeah. And then I feel like yes. The Temptation kind of gets forgotten. And it is, dude, oh my God. Like, the plot is makes perfect sense, first of all. Like, it's actually, it's like super well done. There's like an external plot that's happening. Uh, both <laughs> of the characters are so fucking charming. And like, I absolutely adore them I love like Vance as the younger brother is like everything about him makes perfect sense he's very like all of his like everything just like ties together so nicely like everybody's motivations make sense um the couple has incredible communication uh there's multiple times where because it's like um fake dating and I feel like so often in fake dating there's like the moment where they are into each other and then you're like screaming at them to be like, just tell each other that you're actually into each other. And they just tell each other that they're actually into each other. And they're like, Hey, what if we did this for real? Uh, But, but but, right. There's a whole abstinence celibacy thing situation. It's like, ah, Oh good. Oh my god. I I am like loving that as a trope oh, now. I'm like, this is I like, oh my god, I want all of it. Well, and it's so like good the way that they do it. The motivation of it is good. I know. I feel like I've seen I've read celibacy trope where I'm like, mm, this is like th- there's no Wait. real reason for it. It's it's sort of like purity culture as yeah. like oh like I shouldn't sleep with you or I'm trying to not sleep with you because of blah 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 and it's like eh, that's not really this was like so like just the his his rationale which it's like in the first chapter which is literally just like his friend bets him that uh he can't not sleep with like like not like they, he wouldn't be able to have sex for three months, 90 days that he would be incapable of doing that. And then she dies. And so he's like, Oh, I'm going to hold up my end of the bet, like to honor her memory. And I'm like, dude, yeah. that's such a like smart, meaningful way to show like, Oh, you think that he's this like selfish playboy, like no like, he doesn't have anything going on under the surface. But it's like, no, he, like, genuinely cares about the people that he cares about. And, like, that's, like, so cool. And then it makes it very yeah. hot with all the things that they have to do. Because then, of course, they have some forced proximity uh, where they spend a week in a hotel together. And you're just like, oh, my God. They're so into each other. So yeah, I love that. that. And she's so cool. I saw a TikTok today yeah. where um, – uh, Reb, uh, Reb Mazel, or I don't know how to say her last name, but yeah, yeah, yeah like, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. So she Reb has Diesel, uh, her main account where she is, does like kind of comedy and talks about being a lawyer, and then she has like her secondary account where she, which has basically turned into a book talk account. 
Um, it, oh, I didn't and, know she had two accounts. Yeah. What? Yeah. So it's one is Reb Mazel and the other one yep. is Mazel Reb. It's like her name backwards. Yeah. It's like Reb for reband, rebrand or something. That's like her main, main account. And then she has another account then, that was like her, it was like her backup account that she did like sort of like dumb content on like other like sort of throwaway content but then it turned into her book talk account it was like a spam yeah, exactly. like all but books it, right yeah and so she was like can we get she's like speaking as somebody who is one of these uh who <laughs> yeah. literally is one of these professions that I'm about to list can we please give some of these characters uh different careers that is not being a lawyer a doctor a chef a journalist or an, an author, author. Um, and uh, I was like, "Well, in the Temptation, she's a professional safe cracker. So do with that what you will." Honestly, I yeah. like it sounded kind of dumb at first, <laughs> like if you take it out of context. But in the context of the book, I was like, "This is the fucking coolest job. She is so cool." And I'm okay. so into this, like, as a profession of being, like, this, like, badass girl. Well, because the, when you hear it, you're like, this is so fucking gimmicky and dumb, and I'm going to see some Ocean's Eleven bullshit. <laughs> no. What it is, is it's the Italian job. Yes. Charlize Theron in the Italian job okay. is a professional safe cracker, and that's why I was like, yes. Hell yes. It's yeah. so sick. I fucking love that movie. Yeah. There's <laughs> there's two scenes in that whole book that I'm like it's literally been probably like two years at this point. Like I read The Temptation the week it came out. It must have been like a year and a half ago or something like that. If not even two years ago. And there are two scenes in that book that I legitimately think about like almost every week. And it's a scene where it's they're like it's like a it's like a mutual scene where they're like talking each other through it and i'm like jesus christ mm-hmm. it's like phone sex in the same room and i'm like good lord yeah you know what that's another thing i didn't realize that the mutual masturbation thing was so hot like i don't yeah it's only yeah some books yeah. and that's what happens in that book right i'm not wrong yeah about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, okay. well, I feel like I've read it a couple times, and I'm like, yeah. Well, so I, feel, I feel like it's just like sometimes it's not done super well, but in that one, it's done really well. There's a very good scene in the Nikki Payne book, yeah. Um, Sex, Lies, and Sensibility, which comes out in three weeks. Oh, there's a very good mutual scene in that one, but the safe scene in The Temptation, like I was like. That was the scene that made me. I was like, "Oh, you mentioned that," and I was like, "Okay, I got to that scene," and that's when I activated the Wi-Fi. I was like, "Hello, I just got to that scene." Yep. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. And then I was fucking okay. So there was a, a, a it happened twice, and I forget what the first time that it was that I was that I was crying, but then at the end I cried, and so I'm on a very crowded airplane I'm sitting in the window seat next to a guy and I'm like fully crying like on this plane you cried I cried at the at, there was something like happy crying but like I was crying the proposal is very cute yeah oh okay yeah the proposal is very but also Mary was on a plane 
So like laser. male playing there makes you cry. Yeah. For sure. That's definitely a thing. And I read, I've like definitely been in situations where I've read very sad things before and, or watched really sad movies or shows. Um, I, I like make that mistake a lot where I'm like, okay, plain air already makes you cry. And then I'm like watching the season finale of season one of 13 reasons why. No, I have Two, two of my like plane cry situations were, I don't know, I, I was coming back from a work trip, I think, and I happened to, it was like a long ass flight. I might have been coming back from like Asia or something. And I watched, is it Trainwreck? The, the Amy Schumer movie? Mm-hmm. I was flat out sobbing yeah. on the plane. I was like, why? Why? And I'm not a person who usually cries mm-hmm. at movies, but it was, I was like, this is plain air. But when I was coming mm-hmm. back from Finland in August and I was like at 85% of you made a fool of death with your beauty and I knew Mary had been crying, Mary had cried at it. And I was like, I don't know if I can do That's this right. when I'm getting on the plane. I survived. I was fine. I did not cry on the plane, but I was like, I'm scared about what's going to happen if I continue this on the plane. But I survived with that. But plane is. Yeah. I am like so. I I always watch horror movies on planes. That's probably smart. They're like I don't know why. And then someone was like, "You sh- why do you watch that? You know, other people can like see it or look over and be like, what the fuck are you watching?'" <laughs> and I watched I watched like the latest Evil Dead on a plane. Oh my and god! And it was so gory. I almost got sick. I was like, <laughs> I'm actually so sick to my stomach watching this. Like, I, I love horror, but gory is not usually, like, really for me. So so I was, like, rolling the dice watching this for sure. But I messaged my sister, and I was like, I made a horror <laughs> 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 movie. <laughs> I don't even know if I can finish it right now. Dude, that's so, so funny. Yes, I, <laughs> I love that. Well, yeah, so then I'm on this plane, and I finished The Temptation, and I was like, oh, I have all these other books downloaded, including um, The Doctor by Nikki Sloan, which I'm, like, uh, halfway through. So I go to open my, like, open up my library, and I was like, oh, shit. I totally forgot that last week she had um, book one of another one of her series available for free on kindle so it was like zero dollars and i think somebody sent it in the group chat being like oh like nikki sloan i don't know whatever and i was like oh yeah i'm gonna download this yeah yeah and so i had that downloaded also three simple rules and i was like oh i'll actually i'll i'll try this um probably sort of thinking in my mind like oh the doctor's really spicy so i'll (laughs) (laughs) which it is like extremely spicy but at first I was like oh I don't like the first like three pages I was like oh I don't know if this is really what I want to read and so then I was like oh I'm gonna go Mm -hmm. read the doctor but then because I got a new kindle I hadn't like fully downloaded it like re-downloaded it so it wasn't opening because I was on a plane and so then I was like well this is literally the only other thing that's like fully downloaded (laughs) on this kindle right now so I have to read it and then like seven pages in I was like okay yeah I'm I'm on board with this but (laughs) here we go crazy 
Uh, read almost the whole thing on the plane, like the rest of the book. And it's like, so it's the blindfold club yeah. series. So I'm like telling Shawnee and Bonnie, oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with Nikki Sloan. This is, I'm going to now, I'm just going to go read everything that she's ever written. I'm going to finish the doctor. I'm going to read the rest of the Nashville series. I'm going to read the rest of this blindfold club series. So I finished three simple rules literally that same day that I finished the temptation. <laughs> the next day went and finished the doctor because then it was uh, Friday. So like Friday night, I finished the doctor all day Saturday. I read the pool boy and finished that. And then I, love I oh, boy. oh no, not all day Saturday because I went out and did a girl's day on Saturday with um, a couple friends in town and we went and saw Mean Girls, which was super fun, by the way. Uh, but we stopped at Barnes & Noble because it's right next to the movie theater. And the only Nikki Sloan book that they had was uh, The Architect. And okay. uh, three, and I had already downloaded The Pool Boy because I was like almost done with The Doctor. And I was like, I got to get this next. And I was like, okay, perfect. Once I finish The Pool Boy, I'll have The Architect, the physical copy. So then... Uh, Sunday, I read all day Sunday, I read the pool boy and then I started the architect. And so let's recap <laughs> the doctor I had started, uh, and was like, Oh, this is way spicier than I had was expecting. Uh, given the fact that it's on so many people's like intro to spicy yeah. romance. I'm like, was expecting something a little bit more, less spicy. And also because the Filthy Rich Americans is much more plot and character yes. gro like driven yeah. heavy than smut heavy. Oh no, the doctor, super smutty. Um, <laughs> but I loved it. I thought that it was great and I loved the characters. The pool boy is amazing. I love it so also much. Also an original and another good mutual masturbation scene. Yes. that i i thought that book was because i did not like the doctor so okay mm -hmm. and i want to go back and do like okay what are nikki sloan's most popular series and everything but like okay i i really didn't like the doctor and then i read the pool boy and i was like this is i loved this there was more character yes. development it felt a little bit more in depth i was like okay i i fuck with this mm -hmm. um and then I had randomly at the beginning of joining Book Talk, I had downloaded The Architect and read like 10 pages and just like wasn't into it for some reason, like right when I first started reading again. And so I never like read it. And so after I finished The Pool Boy, I was like, uh, wait, did I try to read this book already? And I didn't like yeah. it. So I just never continued, which is crazy because I always continue series. But I, um, I do need to go back and finish because The Architect, The Frat Boy, and The Good Girl, I have heard really good things about for the most part. Yeah. So the, I think of the three, the pool that I've read now, because I finished Architect last night, um, of the three, I think that The Pool Boy is the best in regards to characters. Okay. Yeah, uh, I agree. And the because the architect is single POV, yeah. it's just the FMC, and there's two MMCs, yep. so you don't get anything from them. But it kind of works 
for what's going on. I feel like a lot of the plot basically is not knowing what the guys okay. are thinking. Like, and I think that if it was multi POV, she would have had to build in a lot more, like, in order to keep it interesting. Yeah. There would have to be a lot, like, some other stuff going on. And instead, it's just her experience. So I think that. I'm having this, I'm real, as I'm talking about this, because I literally just finished it and I hadn't really examined it because uh, I've been like working all day. I'm examining it live out loud with you guys. Um, I think that that's because I both, I can't remember, was the doctor dual POV? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Okay. But the cool boy yeah. is, and I'm pretty yeah. sure the frat. Yeah. So I I couldn't remember if the doctor was dual or single POV, but the the pool boy definitely is. So going straight from that into the architect where it's single POV, I was like, huh, okay. I don't love that, but now that I'm thinking about it, I do feel like that's what kept sort of the intrigue going because the the initial MMC is very personally mysterious. He's like a private person. Yeah. He keeps everything like very locked down emotionally. So I think that, and like getting him to open up to her is a big thing. And then the second MMC is like kept mysterious by okay. the other yeah. guy. So you're like not supposed to really know stuff about him. So it is like you're kind of just going on this experience with her. And then it is like BDSM. Yeah. yeah. Stuff. But it's very... um it's interesting because I feel like it doesn't fall into like they go to a club, but it's not like focused on the club. It's more about like, like it just doesn't. Feel it's more about like the day to day dynamic with right. them. Um, and I think that like based on how obviously like I don't I'm not like trying to give away a lot of the plot, but the way their dynamic works, it would the story wouldn't work with three POVs. At right. All. That's yeah. That's exactly okay. what I'm saying. I think that that's why it. She would have had to build in a whole other like thing to keep it yeah. interesting because then you would have just like known what's going. Like the thing that keeps the story moving forward is her like getting the characters to open up yeah. and like getting like and her like learning about them basically like that. It's a it's a character driven yeah. story that if you were hearing from everybody like being inside everybody's brain, you wouldn't have there would be yeah. nothing. It would totally agree. Totally time. agree. So that was well. I and I really I like again communication. There's a little bit of a lapse of communication that causes like a. I wouldn't call it a third act breakup, but it's just like a. Okay, we need to figure our shit out. Yeah. Basically. Um. That was then handled like very well and I think just in general like just the way that she writes characters is just so well done and so and that's kind of the the blindfold club so three simple rules was the one that I read but there's like six there's a lot um yeah and have you how many of them have you read just the first one Okay. Okay. Thing, yeah, because then I switched to the Nashville. Oh, God. Yeah. That, is, that series yeah. is probably 
I read like when I when I started like seriously reading romance and like non-historical romance, Nikki Sloan was one of the first authors that kind of like caught my attention or like got I don't I don't I don't want to say like recommend it, but like I saw like she's one of the earlier ones that um that I ever read who did like really, really spicy romance. And I read the Filthy Rich American series like very early into my like romance journey contemporary romance journey or like new adult whatever we want to call it mm-hmm. and then i quite quickly after that i picked up the blindfold club series and i was like oh <laughs> oh because what, what, what do you mean oh it is hella spicy yeah it just the spice starts like like almost immediately and then they're just like that's so the whole, it's, all it's, of them it, are just it like them fucking the whole time. Well, so it's um the whole idea of like the blood the blindfold club is that they it's it's it is like a kink club, but it's like a it's almost like an escort serve or like oh okay like it's the clients who come in don't know who who they're that, gonna be sleeping with. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then they're, they're human fuck dolls. Yeah. Basically. They're like tied to a table with a blindfold on and then the like guys come in and are like that's I want to I want to fuck that yeah. person that's okay. tied to a table. And then but yeah. there's like the way that the relationships form in like that's like a side the yeah club, at least in the first book the club is like a side character like it's not like the main okay the thing, club is, the, but there club, is the club is the connection but it's never a character okay. in the series right. um it right. is which again i think i like that because even though these books came out before salacious players club i feel like just because of salacious players club i'm like burnt out on the idea of a sex yeah. club yeah for sure <laughs> you know what I mean? and the the thing is that they're not they're they all have connections to the club or some of the relationships in the in the series like blossom out of interactions at the club but it's like the club isn't a character really like in the same right. way that it is in salacious players club um and but particularly exactly. i'm interested to see how you guys like some of the later books in the series number three is my favorite okay i do right. enjoy book four which yeah number three number okay. three is the owner of the club and someone okay. in the city and book nice. four is one of the women who work at the club but she's not one of the sex workers like oh i'm the most intrigued by that one because we meet her in book one and i was like oh i wonder if she's gonna yeah and she um, she just negotiates the yeah no she's a bad bitch i'm yeah that's a good one um she's like barely in the first book but i was like oh i hope we meet her again (laughs) um but yeah I feel like that's like that's one of the yeah. series that I'm like surprised that it doesn't make the rounds on Spicy Book Talk, and I wonder if it is because 
It is no longer on KU. It just it just literally a couple of days ago got taken off, but now it's wide, so you can get it anywhere anywhere. But I feel like it's like it came out like mm-hmm. I want to say like at least like six or seven years ago. So maybe it's like it's older. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's a sl- it's slightly older, but it it's like Nikki Sloan is a decent writer. Like you can't sleep on. Her I stuff. know. I hope it. I would. I really. I'm absolutely loving uh Nashville neighborhood but I do hope that whatever her next project like I'm I'm looking forward to her next project being more like filthy rich Americans in sense of in the sense of yeah. plot yeah because she clearly has a knack for writing good plot like of course she writes good smut yeah, but, but I love how you like slightly also, like spaced out. You were like, she writes really good spot, and then just your eyes just draw <laughs> for a second. <laughs> You're like, yeah, agree, agree. I'm like, literally, literally, I have a Nikki Sloan smut brain rot right now. I'm like, <laughs> have just been like consuming it so intensely. I'm like, what is going on? There's not like nothing inside my head except for sawdust rainbows and nikki sloan <laughs> using doing appropriately lubed ashley <laughs> no not i was gonna i was gonna say like i was gonna ask you guys like what's your favorite nikki sloan spicy scene and the pool boy has has a very good scene the outdoor shower scene in the pool boy lives right literally that's what she was talking okay about, and then <laughs> again both times okay so it was this and this was me i i swear to god the guy sitting next to me on the plane i'm like crying and then i'm like cackling <laughs> because i'm reading three simple rules and i'm messaging johnny and bonnie and like being like oh no i was afraid that nikki was going to throw a completely unprepared anal scene at me and then i was going to be disappointed nope. but she nope she didn't they backed off and they said they were going to prepare appropriately. And then it happened again where they, she's like, I want you in the, so that was in three simple rules. Uh, and then we started, <laughs> okay, little swerve because this is a really funny just moment, but in Butcher and Blackbird, there's a moment where Sloan and Rowan are going to potentially have anal sex. And then he he's like oh i'm gonna like fuck you with a dildo in your vagina and like i'm Mm -hmm. gonna fuck your ass and he says have you ever done this before and she says yes but the (laughs) other way around and i'm in the car with mr vibrarian and he's like doesn't have a reaction to this and i have a moment where i'm like i did the same thing are you talking about and then Bonnie and Hurley had the exact same reaction, which was, that's not going to help you if you've done this the other way around, because I thought she meant sex, <laughs> right? Somebody. And I was like, that is not going to And then realized, then I realized what she meant by the other way around was the guy was fucking her vagina with a dildo. I did not catch on to that even a little. I was like, bitch, 
I only thinking has nothing to do with this. Like, are you going to instruct him or something? Like, what? What's the purpose of throwing that in there? Yeah. Oh, my God. God love you. Also, I really, Bonnie, can you just, again, you went like real Jersey with you pegging him. Did I really? <laughs> I can't help it. It comes out. Especially if I've had a couple drinks. Like, please. <laughs> so her most popular series is The Nashville Neighborhood, which yeah. is the first book is The Doctor. And they are like everywhere. Everybody will talk about them. Uh, I think her, the next series that is like her most popular definitely yeah. underrated in general is the filthy rich american yeah. and then yeah i that was basically my entire like knowledge of her and then i knew that she had like i had um seen sorted or tore mm-hmm. whatever one the first one uh and i can't remember what it was maybe i'll try it again because i think i still have it but i sorted like, and tore it yeah yeah. So I was like those are they definitely have they're basically like um I think it's like if I remember correctly and I might not cuz it's literally been like at least 3 if not 4 years since I read them. But they are it's a duet. It's Sorted and Torrid and I believe Torrid you can't get on Amazon anymore cuz it got taken down. But you can get the Sorted duet Okay. So you can get like a mm, like a okay. the duology or whatever the duet uh, together, mm-hmm. but it's like a New York, New York based Serbian mafia, very dark non con stuff. Okay. Um, it's not her best work, but if you want something real dark, it's definitely it's there. Uh, but it has like the torrid i believe has the honor of being banned from amazon so <laughs> that's an honor always a good time always a good time yeah. but i'm but i'm looking at nikki's but pages on amazon and i think i've read literally everything that she's written which is not like and i actually thought she had more that- if we're being honest and I, when I looked, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so Nashville Neighborhood, Filthy Rich Americans are definitely the series I hear about the most. I've never heard anything about the Blindfold Club, but now that I've seen the covers, I'm like, oh, I think I've seen them like floating around. And then Sorted yeah. series, I don't really yeah. ever hear about. And then she's got like a couple standalones that are just like random. Um, she has she has a college football book called Arrival. The it's it's okay. Like it's a decent sports romance, but it's a call. It's a college football. I think it's like um, I someone was someone will correct me, but I think it's like he. It's like an Ohio Ohio State Michigan football rivalry situation. So I think he's like uh, I I want to say he is a football player. At, at the Ohio State University and she's in Michigan and then they somehow end up hooking up again. Like, they have okay. a they have a casual situation. Um but it's her only sports romance, I believe. 
God. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it says. So I'm like, okay, there's a couple standalones, and then she has these three series, and I'm like, the Filthy Rich Americans, in terms of hooking me into characters and plot, is just so good that I'm like waiting for her to come out with another series. Cause I'm like, I would, I will read any new series that you write. If it's like kind of interconnected the way that she did that one. That's yeah. The only one, the only one of hers that I haven't read is the Vixen's daughter, Oh, uh-huh. which was part of the mm-hmm. peculiar tastes. Oh yeah. With like, Adriana Herrera and Katie Robert and stuff. Um, okay. I have not read that one. But I think it's also like, it's like her standalone, like her foray into something more like paranormal or fantasy type, type of situation. But it is on Kindle Unlimited, so. But I, I, I don't know what she's working on right now. I kind of want her to wrap up the natural mm-hmm. neighborhood. Because while the architect, I, I think the pool boy is the strongest. I really like good girl. Frat boy is okay. It has, I think like it, it's very, I, the way I felt about it was that it's very interesting. It's like the, or tantalizing or like it's, it's, you read the blurb and you're like, oh, this is going to be delicious. And then it like, at least for me, it didn't quite deliver uh yeah I but i don't know what's coming next but i don't think that she can take the nashville neighborhood series any further than she has mm-hmm. okay yeah i i don't know but if she is i think that's appropriate mm-hmm. but like like you said like i really hope that she goes into something more plot heavy and I, I just, I don't know if she's ever going to be able to, like, replicate the Filthy Rich Americans. Work. I know. Okay. I'm like, this is, I and I am, I do remember hearing about it a lot, like, when she was basically finishing up the series, maybe. But I'm really surprised that I don't hear about it more after reading it. Because I'm like, I think it's hard to, really put, I think it's good. hard to categorize. Like, and so yeah. then people, like, whenever people are like, oh, like, if you want to read, uh, like, like it's not dark romance, but it's not contemporary really either and so then it like just doesn't end up being included in like big rec videos so if it's like being recommended it's being like exclusively recommended like you're only recommending that series as opposed to like okay yes i right or or the redemption gets recommended in like mm, big right. age gap type of videos but it's like you're not going to appreciate the redemption if you haven't read the previous three books like it's it's but mm-hmm. i also i also feel like that sort of makes it special where it's kind of like you can't it's unique and from a marketing branding perspective, it is a challenging series to market because you're like, okay, well, there is um, differences in POVs for between each book. 
There's mm-hmm. uh, three books that have the same couple, but also like there's a really compelling side character that has so much influence over the relationship. And then there's like two standalones. One of them that you're going to really enjoy, even if you haven't read anything else. And the other one you absolutely do not appreciate yeah. appropriately if you haven't read the other three. Like it's it's difficult to explain, really. And like, I feel like that's what we keep, we keep saying every single time we talk I about agree. it. But I also feel like in this moment of where people are like, oh, everything yeah. is the same. It's just like all tropes. It's all like writing for the poll quotes and blah, blah, blah. It's like, read this yes. series. Like, if you want to read. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Read that series and you will not say that at all. And I also want to say that, like, okay, that was the one thing that, not that I, like, recommend this series, but, like, if you're going to talk about series that are recommended with this, like, era Mm -hmm. of, like, I can't tell you anything about it, like, that's what drew me into reading, like, the Ravenhood, is that, it's Ravenhood, that series, like, I remember being, like, okay, there's all this mystery around it, like, what the fuck is this, Mm -hmm. but, like, there was also a serious emotional reaction to that series which is like a little bit less so in this one but I was like it's not impossible to get but I I feel like there needs to be like some sort of angle the mm-hmm. way that series has one where it like draws people in because I was like the series is so good and I feel like everyone's sleeping on it like I was I was sleeping on this series and I don't feel like a lot of people have read it and I'm like the Ravenhood, I feel like half of the I can't tell you what it's actually about is because like there's no fucking plot <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah okay. That's fair. Yeah. But also, all I'm saying is that it's a series where you're like, I can't really give anything away because if I do, it will ruin something. And that's kind of how I feel about the the Philly Rich Americans. Is I'm like, I don't want to give too much yeah. information because then I'm going to ruin something. And it's really better if you just let it unfold because I didn't really understand like what the redemption was going to be about. And I didn't even know what the fifth book was going to be about. And I kind of loved that. Cause like you almost don't get that anymore with book talk. Cause yeah. you hear way too much about books that you're almost to the point where it's like stuff's kind of ruined for you. It's hard to be surprised. It's hard to be surprised for sure. Yeah. And I was surprised with this series, which is also a blessing. So yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like it is, the, the way I keep selling Filthy Rich Americans, like, if I if there's an easy way to explain it, is that, like, do you like right. Succession? <laughs> do you want it to be just a little hotter, bit more fucked and, up? And, and do you want yeah. the characters to be hotter? That's a good point. Yeah. Could be hot yeah. and you're attracted yeah. to them. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> but it's, like, the same, like weird ass toxic family dynamics but add a compelling Mm -hmm. romance and then like weird shit like that's the Mm -hmm. way I keep describing it and then and still people are like I don't know and I'm like what else do I need to tell you it's like (laughs) this is this is my best pitch guys I know maybe I need to work on my pitch but for sure it's frustrating we love it maybe like you know it's it's been a slow new area 
maybe for this year we just try to like bring filthy rich americans back like everyone needs to read it dude i have a few people yeah like who i've talked to that are like oh it's been sitting on my shelf or sitting in my kindle blah 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 i'm like fucking read it this is your moment because i did the same thing i had i got the initiation the ebook uh on I had had the initiation on my Amazon wish list because it had been recommended to me, but I knew I had to buy it. So I put the physical book, like the paperback on my Amazon wish list and was like, Oh, if somebody buys it for me, I'll get it. Then the ebook became, was she did the thing where it was a dollar or $0 on Kindle. So then I downloaded the ebook and then somebody bought me the paperback. So I had both the ebook and the paperback and it was just like sitting there and it was like, I just didn't, like have the it it just wasn't the thing that I was gonna read. The mood didn't strike. And no then it did and I, I was like, oh wow, this is great. This is fucking like it's really well written, but it's also very um palatable at the same time. Like super like it's intriguing. In yeah. yeah. No, and it's compelling. It's like very I was like, okay, what the hell is happening? And like I, like, I tried to describe it as watching a Shonda Rhimes show because I was like, yeah. what the fuck is happening? And then like, I don't know, you know how on those shows it's like, wow, I can't believe how much drama keeps unfolding and they keep adding in all this crazy shit that's going off the rails. And it's just like Grey's Anatomy and you're like, they're in a hospital. What else could possibly happen? And it's like the most wild thing you can think of. Like, that's how I feel when I read that series. Yeah. I mean, there's no like ghosts no no it's more like no. <laughs> right there's no paranormal events but yeah <laughs> yeah but it's you know what if you're if you are listening to this episode and you have not yet the filthy rich american series and we haven't uh, convinced you yeah we've been talking about it for a thousand years you should probably stop listening we don't no, you want because we have more to say. Yeah, we have more to say. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Um, yeah. Nikki Sloan, we stand. Yes, and she's gonna be a stimulus. Yes, again. Wait, so you're not coming, Johnny? I'm not. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sad. It's literally cheaper for me to go to Scotland than to go to LA. I mean, no, it yeah, doesn't. That makes sense. Domestic travel it doesn't, in though. the US is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But it it's is. also like, it's I'm going to Rare, and the tickets for Rare were $90. I like put it on my calendar to try to buy tickets, and then I was like, I can't go to this. What am I doing? And I think I should have just done it, but. I wasn't even sure who was going to go. So I was like, no, no. I'm There's not I know. I can't believe it. So many people going to Rare. Yeah. I know. Hunter was Maybe next year. really stoked about that. Maybe so. next year. Yeah. I was looking, yeah. I was like looking at my flights and I was like, it's literally, I don't know if it's like the case now, but when I was getting those tickets, it was like literally cheaper for me to go fly from Boston to Helsinki to go to Edinburgh. Then to take a train down, then take a train down to London, stay in London for a couple of days, and fly back from London. Then to fly from Boston to LA and back. Yeah, that's wild. I have too much travel like, this what? year that I have to I'm do not doing- like 
for like weddings and stuff that driving to Orange County is like not a big deal. Um, and there's more people yeah. now like going so we can like share rooms and stuff. Because last time, um, so yeah, going again, else is going there? Um, and Haley and Haley's going, yeah, and Caitlin's Kate's going. going. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. I'm excited. Well, well happy Nikki Sloan year. Uh, we, yeah, now you've convinced me. Yeah, like, wait, am I going to drop all my dark uh, romance reads for Nikki Sloan now? They, we have one more, I think, Tuesday in uh, January. Yeah. So we'll meet again and and maybe I'll be maybe I'll um, mostly um, caught up with her backlist. <laughs> well, that's well, you're reading a book now, a day so now, now so. Working, so it'll be like <laughs> it'll take me like probably two to three days to finish um, the frat boy. So I'll check in. Yeah. I haven't. I've been actually doing the like my Instagram wrap up like this month again since which i hadn't done like at all in q4 basically <laughs> uh i barely did i think i did like uh, the first half of yeah. the year like in one big batch like i was like i'm doing all of the months uh right now and some of them like literally had three books on them so <laughs> i'm doing that again and it's very motivating yeah that's nice yeah i've just i've been like reading four books at the same time and then getting to like 70% and I'm like, I don't know if I want to go on. Yeah. So I just <laughs> stop posting shit. So also now, dude, I can't post oh, anything to my stories. Instagram app is broken. What do you mean? I can't. So I, if I, I can share a post to my stories and that's it. You if I try, post? if I try to post a picture or like a Canva, whatever, and I do like add story. I go in, I click story, and I select my thing, like thing for my camera roll, and I try to post yeah. it. It forces into a feed post, and then it says can't continue editing. And I've updated my app, I've deleted it, I've re uploaded it, like nothing works. So I can't even do that shit. So whatever. What? Yeah, and you did you reach out to. I, it sends every single time I try to do it and it doesn't work, it sends a report to Instagram and I don't know what to do. That is so fucking weird. So that's why I have, I can't do anything in my stories right now anyway. So whatever. To TikTok, I guess. Well, I posted, I posted my, I, I posted a review today for the first time. Yeah, I like that. Million years. Um, I do want to read that book. I love the cover. They're so good. I didn't know it wasn't out yet. Uh, yeah, it comes out on the thirteenth. Damn, the thirteenth is like the my lucky number because that's my birthday. But it's March thirteenth, not February. But mm. still, yeah. Um, that is. All right. Um, hopefully, we've convinced you to read all of Nikki Sloan's backlist. If we have not, feel free to DM us and ask us more questions. We can be more forthcoming about certain details if you need us to be. Um, but seriously, 
do not sleep on her books. <laughs> like I did. It was a mistake. Honestly, Bonnie, why, why don't you listen to me more? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I need to. I'm going to report back after I read this center. Uh, I'm black too. sheep. That's um, fine. I'm just keeping a tally of all the things. I'm black sheep. Fuck. Okay. Is that my yeah. Kindle Unlimited uh, or no? Black sheep? I think it's on KU. Okay. Well, maybe I will then. All right. So <laughs> thanks for joining us. Um, Shawnee, where can we find you? Shawnee Reads on Instagram and TikTok. Mary, where can we find you? The Vibrarian on Instagram and TikTok. And you can find me at Bond Reviews Books on Instagram and TikTok. And you can reach out to us at in the mood for pod at gmail.com or in the mood for underscore pod on Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> Yay. All right, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> What?